Hi guys, I'm your host Rebecca Rains with Grateful Heart TV and guess what today's show I'm selfishly having Jen, Feng Shui by Jen on because I want to learn about Feng Shui the right way so I can develop my homes and make sure they're Feng Shui friendly for Aloha-topia. So wish me luck, hopefully she teaches us a whole bunch, we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market and it's evolved into so much more. I found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi guys, I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns with Grateful Heart TV, and today's topic is feng shui. I've been in real estate for 30 years. I don't know near enough that I need to know about, and I'm hoping today I learn it all. And we have none other than Jen in studio. Feng Shui by Jen. Welcome, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I finally got to meet you in person. I know. You know, I was commenting with Jen before the show. Here is an email I got from her last week. Now, I have been curious about Feng Shui for a long time, and I have yet to have had you on my show, but when I got the idea, I'm like, hmm. I keep getting these emails from this girl named Jen. I don't know where I met her, but I know I've been getting them for a long time. And here you are. So I wanted to give her accolades, guys. You know, this is also a business show. We're not just talking about woo-woo fun stuff, but although my show is very woo-woo and fun. Um, but the biggest thing for me with Jen is I've been getting her emails for like 10 years. We were just talking about it. She doesn't remember where we met. I don't remember where we met. But in business, I get pulled up on stage frequently for real estate stuff and they always ask me, you know, what what are some advice you can give a new agent? I always say you start a database from day one. Don't make the mistake of three years into it trying to figure it out because then you're already overwhelmed and you don't do it. And staying in touch with your clients via newsletter because it's your job to stay in touch with them, not their job to stay in right. touch with you and being consistent. So I would say getting emails from you for a decade is pretty good sign that you're consistent with your business. I think so, <laughs> yes. Well, part of me is very grassroots. Like uh -huh. I love to meet people in person and connect with them. Uh -huh. But then you're right, you have to stay consistent in your messaging and staying in touch. But it's also understanding what they are looking for in terms of content and that you, interests them. And this is very interesting. I've never unsubscribed in 10 years. <laughs> and every time I look at your images, you always fill it with really cool images. And I love all the events that you put out there. And I learned something new. We're gonna talk about Bozzy today. I had no idea Bozzy was a thing. And she's shaking her head like, where have you been, woman? Your brain's gonna explode. I cannot wait for my brain to explode. And then you have this fantastic training coming in Scottsdale soon. So we have so much to talk about. Yep. Let's just get with it. Now, you talked before the show, you started educating us, and then I was yelling at our producer, like, hurry up and start recording this, because this is good <laughs> stuff. I always hate it when we're not on camera and good stuff is happening. So the good stuff, I'm gonna have Jen explain to us feng shui. My little knowledge in real estate, this is, mm. you're gonna laugh. First time I remember somebody telling me they wouldn't buy one of my houses. I was sitting new home sales years and years and years ago. And they're like, what's the house number on this house? And I tell them the house number. And they're like, nope, that lot won't work. What about this lot? 
no, I don't like those numbers either. And my, then I would say, well, how about this one? They're like, no, it's not facing the right way. And I'm like, holy shit, what is this feng shui stuff? You know, because I was getting all these objections. And typically, I know you were born in Hong Kong. Typically, you see folks with um, culturally coming from either Asia or India that mm -hmm. seem to understand it better than us here in America because we didn't grow up maybe with that as a as a regular belief system, right? We just have heard about it. But man, oh man, did I get tired. I had one floor plan where when you open up the front door, you could see straight through the house and there was a door in the back. Uh -huh. And everybody would say, no, because all my money's gonna go out the door. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean all your money's going out the door? No, there's a door there and it's closed. There's no money going out anywhere. And so, you know, over the years, I, I'll joke with people but I don't know what I should know about feng shui. And that's why I asked you to come on today so that yes. you can at least give, I mean, I, yes, I'm a realtor for nearly 30 years, but even regular folks who aren't in real estate, I'm sure are curious. We all hear the term and I don't think many of us know what it is. And then you explain Bozzy on top of it. So I'm saving <laughs> Bozzy for the second half of this show, but let's talk feng shui by Jen. I'm gonna get off this Bozzy page and <laughs> Oh, no, we're not going there yet either. So we'll just stay right here while she explains to us feng shui. Right. Well, my 30-second pitch on feng shui is it's just a tool to help us understand the energetic qualities of our environment. And classical feng shui is very different from the westernized approach, which is super diluted and mm -hmm. it's on the surface. And it really just focuses on what you can see with your naked eye. But as we know, energy is something that we can feel. It's something that we experience. It's also something that manifests itself over time. And we are blessed to have this amazing ancient tool that's been with us for over 3,000 years to basically put the astrological chart for okay. a particular property. So you're covering a lot of modalities that I love and very interested in. You're talking about energy. You know, mm -hmm. I talk about energy work all the time. You know, many modalities cover energy, talking about raising your frequencies, mm -hmm. you know, so that you're in more in alignment with what you maybe want in your future. So energy is one thing. And then you also mention about a tool in the house. Now, how do we raise the frequencies of our houses? And then we'll talk about people afterwards. Right. Well. We have to remember that houses are not inanimate things, right? So they're very similar to our human body in terms of our essences. Mm -hmm. There are essences to particular houses, to particular properties. I sometimes agree that. sometimes the essence is about wealth, sometimes it's about human harmony with relationships and our reputation mm -hmm. and our health, and other times you get both. But not all houses are created equal, not just at like all. humans are not. So we have different tools that we incorporate to help us design and understanding first, what is the essence of this property before we start manipulating? Before we start manipulating. Right. So I'm sure anybody can relate to this. You don't have to be in real estate. Sometimes there's homes you walk into and you're like, mm -hmm. Blah, I love That's this it. house. I don't know why I love this house, but I just love how I feel in this house. And then there's others you're just like, Ugh. I don't like this house at all. You're opening doors. You're just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And, you know, I actually use this analogy in real estate when I'm helping my sellers get ready for getting their home on the market. I always say to them, well, you know, when you hear people walking through your home and they're like, ooh, ah, you're making money. Mm -hmm. But you hear them going, ugh, ugh. 
you're not making money. In fact, you're losing money. So are there things that you, like simple tricks to help people make their house more feng shui? Or what do you do when it's you go not, meet with it's somebody? It's not so simple because feng shui, I want you to think of feng shui as sort of like this medical approach to understanding the human body, right? Okay. So you have to go through blood work. You have to yeah. understand what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses, mm -hmm. and then you incorporate different supplements to increase what's weak and to how do you maintain the things that are good. Mm -hmm. So I have to come in and I work with a lot of clients that are getting ready to list or they've just purchased a home and they want to feng shui it. There really isn't a quick fix method to mm -hmm. feng shui. It mm -hmm. is uh, the approach is still you have to do the co comprehensive review of the space and then you need to target. And not homes are alike, even if two homes are side by side. Okay, so mm -hmm. you may have two homes. And we find this a lot in commercial spaces where uh, maybe you have an outdoor mall mm -hmm. and you have one unit where there's constantly a new tenant every year, yeah. but everyone else kind of remains the same, even though they're in the same building. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. You see that all the time. Oh yes, oh where yes. Where certain restaurant corners fail no matter who goes in there and yeah. then the ones surrounding it, no problem. And there's a lot of anomalies because first you have to consider, well, what's the facing direction of that property? Okay, okay so oh, oh, which way are you supposed to face, Jen? For feng shui, I cannot answer that. There is no quick fix answer <sighs> to that. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Classical feng shui is so much more complicated. But yes, the facing direction, mm -hmm. which is unique to that particular property. Okay. So it's like it's not. It's it's kind of like saying keto is for everyone it's or veganism not. is for everyone, right? right? It's not for everyone. So not True. there's not one fix facing I direction. Got you. Okay. Okay. So then facing direction, then you have the floor plan design. Mm -hmm. So there's certain ways that the layout of the rooms and then. The the third is the functionality of the space. Okay. So when you're thinking about houses, mm -hmm. not everyone actually uses their second bedroom as guest bedroom. Sometimes no. they use it for home office or an exercise room. Mm -hmm. So even the choice of how you choose to activate and use the functionality of that space has, it contributes to the energy, the overall energy of the house. And then the last factor is people. Okay, and that's what we're going to talk about in the second half of the show, because that, like, whoa, I was super surprised. None of us had even heard of Bozzy, and we're going to talk all about Bozzy. Before we get to Bozzy, though, I know there's no quick fix. But let's 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 entertain Rebecca here just a hot second. I have something for you. Okay, <laughs> I, I, all, right, well, all right, spit that out, because I know where I wanted to go next. What do you have for me? Well, if you're purchasing a house uh -huh. that's built what we call period eight, so this would be between years 2004 mm -hmm. and 2024. If you're in the market and you're looking for a home during that time period, avoid a Northwest facing house. From 2004 to 2024, yes. Northwest facing is no, no. It's and that's, no, no. is that only for the homes built during that 20 yes. year span? Yes. So they could have been built in 2003 and North South's okay. Yes, yes. Huh. Because oh, I'm getting chills all because over. the yeah. formula has that the prosperity is stuck in the center of the property. So unless you have an open floor plan concept mm -hmm. or you have a skylight in the center of your house mm -hmm. or your property, that prosperity is stuck. So and we don't want prosperity week. stuff. <laughs> now, I live in Arizona and I tell people all the time the last two homes I've had actually have faced uh, west with an east backyard. And I like it just because you get natural shade in the backyard when it's really stinking hot out here. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad to hear, because those little homes were both built between 2004 and 2024, right. Um, right. That, I'm, uh, that I was safe. Now, one home I lived in was actually north-south facing. It was built in 13. But I feel like it was a very prosperous home. So it, what what's good to hear from you is 
it's complicated and that might not yes. just seal the deal that you're not going to have prosperity just right. because you live in a north-south facing home. Right. I'm sure there's other things. Northwest that, facing. Or northwest <clears throat> facing. Northwest facing. Okay, yes. so that's different. Northwest facing. So northwest facing. Mm-hmm. That You know, you don't see homes on an angle very often in Arizona. You do right. sometimes. Sometimes but, if the road yeah, is kind of, you know, curved, go, yes. Or mm-hmm. what have you. But in other areas, I think it's probably more common. So northwest facing. You're facing northwest, which I keep pointing that way because that's northwest I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> Between 2004 and 2024. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And I will just take your word for it. Um, <clears throat> that said, you know, we're on your website and we're talking about what is feng shui. And you mentioned somebody that you studied with. You actually mm-hmm. went back to Hong Kong where you grew up. Yes. To learn from the one and only because you couldn't find anybody here to teach you. That's talk, correct. Let's talk about that. So I, I was in the world of corporate. I was a forensic <clears throat> auditor for 12 years prior to Oh, embarking. that sounds terrible. Oh, it's fun because I get to put bad guys away. <laughs> um, no, it was super fun, but it was soul sucking and I was on a journey. And uh, a girlfriend gave me a book on feng shui and it reminded me so much of my upbringing in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And energy talk in Asia is not the same is how we talk about energy in the U.S. Okay, so I know enough to be dangerous. I stuck my tongue out earlier. That might be my (laughs) thumbnail for this. And I knew why you mentioned that you can literally tell what's going on with me by looking at my tongue. Yes. There's a lot of really cool things you guys do in Asia that sounds woo-woo to us, and it's not because it's It's scientifically based. Yes. I mean, when you think about real estate transactions in Asia, nothing moves until the house has been reviewed by a feng shui master. Stop it. It is the no way, matter what. It is the way of life. Wow. Yes, it is the way of life. It's part of the architectural design. It's just a way of life. And so they don't really even need so, to go so far. Is it like to, a religion? No. Okay. It is not a religion. So just put that out of anybody's head. We're not oh, talking yeah. I'm, religion I'm a Catholic. Okay. And this is just a tool. Remember, okay. this is just a tool. It's not a, a, it's a not belief really system. It's not a religious kind of system that mm-hmm. you have to give up or believe in a deity or anything like that. It's just like, you know, if I get my glutathione shot with yeah. my naturopathic doctor, it's yeah. a tool to help me, right? Right. And so feng shui it, you need to approach it from that from Aspect. that angle. So I was very confused when I embarked on studying feng shui in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I went to California and came out way more confused. And I was confused for about two years oh. until I decided, I said, well, if I'm going to learn this the authentic way, might as well go to Hong Kong for that. I love that. So how much time did you spend in Hong Kong? Well, I took a course with him and he looked at my Bozzi chart. Your Bozzi chart. Oh, okay. Yes. Right, we're not talking about Bozzi yet. Not you guys yet. have to come back from commercial break to learn about Bozzi. But so this is this is the gentleman you went and studied with, right? This is Grandmaster Raymond Lowe. And he looked at my Bozzi chart and he invited me to be his thirteenth and last apprentice. <gasps> because the way you oh, study in Yeah, the way you study in That's Asia is very cool, different right? than it is to study in here. Well, and thirteen is a number in itself that is very powerful. I mean, I'm sure you can explain much more why, but um, that's cool that you were his thirteenth apprentice. Yes. So I basically shadowed him for three years. We traveled around the world to Turkey, to Dubai, Japan, Singapore. What? All over the place to do feng shui jobs teach classes and I learned a lot of secrets that are not taught in books. So you got to go follow him around for yes. three years? Mm-hmm. What an adventure. Yes. How fu- so were you single at the time? Like, I can't even imagine yeah, getting I, to do I that think if so. I weren't single. I, yes, yes. I think you, I, I'm like, now I'm thinking, was yeah. I single? I think I was. <laughs> 
I must have been because I was gone for a long time. Yeah. I would travel overseas twice a month uh -huh. for there was a 13-month stretch where I was just traveling. again. Yeah. And you get to meet all sorts of different people. I'm sure. Uh, in the walks of life. And you see how the elements, which is the Chinese way of mm -hmm. explaining energy, really doesn't discriminate. Doesn't care if you're a king or a peasant, you're rich or poor. The way that the energy impacts you is the same. But what is different is your decision on how you want to respond to that energy. You mentioned elements, and I immediately go to astrology because I think of, you know, air or what is it? Uh, air, yeah, fire, have air. water. You don't have air. So. No, that's Western astrology. So that you guys have a different astrology. But I noticed yeah. that you said a lot of it is tied to astrology. Ish. Ish. Okay. <laughs> so I use that. astrology because it's what we understand it. Okay. But astrological chart is just understanding the essence of a particular being, okay. right? And and when we talk about feng shui, when we talk about bazi, even bazi is not quite like an astrology reading. Okay, wait, 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 wait. we haven't gone to commercial break yet, but we're going to take yeah. a quick commercial break right now because she keeps mentioning bazi on me. <laughs> I know. And I want to save it for the second half, so <laughs> stay tuned. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters, so when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients, so I do dare you to Google me, and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews, because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years? Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud, creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. Back from break. And okay, now we can talk Bozzy. I've been like uh -oh. trying to get you to slow down because I never heard of this before. And yes. it makes so much sense that when you're looking to help somebody, you can't just look at 
like you use this sign as an example, right. at the house, you have to talk about the person. So Bazi yeah. is, is it in line with feng shui, part of feng shui, the other half of feng shui? How do you explain it? Well, there's the realm of Chinese metaphysics and there's different modalities that line up in to build up what is Chinese metaphysics. You have Chinese medicine, you have qigong, you have face reading, you have feng shui, you have I Ching and Bazi. Wow. Well, feng shui, the way that I describe it is, is a tool to help us understand our environment, sure. which is our spaces. Mm -hmm. But the goal of doing feng shui is not to make the house happy, is to make the people living inside the house happy. And so that. you need the tool of Bazi to understand the energetic quality of the person in terms of how they're responding and reacting to the feng shui. So you're basically saying no two homes are alike and neither are people. So to truly help somebody, you have to analyze them in addition to the home yes. to get the full yes. results. I'm gonna give you a quick example, Love especially it. for your viewers. So think of a husband and a wife uh -huh. sleeping on the same bed, hopefully, yeah. in the same bedroom, uh -huh. right? The husband is sleeping and snoring away. Right. And the wife is having nightmares or she's restless. So mm -hmm. how do you explain if the feng shui, if that room has been feng shui'd, mm -hmm. right? That energy has been fixed or manipulated at mm -hmm. a certain point. But why is then one person's behavior behavior different from the other, that's because Bossy. you are also responding and Bossy. reacting differently. Yeah. yeah, so that is, so then how do you help a couple who, because I've heard things like your headboard needs to be on the west facing wall or whatever. Not all the time. Not all the time? I can debunk all of this for you. We okay, should have a segment police? full of debunking. Okay, well let's debunk. <laughs> debunk away, The woman. first debunking about facing, when if someone says to you, Rebecca, you have to face this way at all times. And they don't they know what forget, they're talking about. They forget that actually the origin of feng shui is for grave sites. <gasps> so if we're talking about laying you in a tomb, Oh, or gosh. to bury you, then yes, because when you're dead, you're not moving. Mm -hmm. How are you supposed to, practically speaking, stay fixed in one position and expect that energy to stay the same? You cannot. So, the, the, so are you saying in Asia, all the graves are facing west? No, they are faced depending on that person's bazi. That's why when you go to a traditional Chinese cemetery, uh -huh. they're not boxy. They're right. all convoluted. Just, are they really? Oh, yes. I had no idea. That's called yin house feng shui. That's the origin of classical feng shui. Do we have cemeteries here in town that are like that, that people could experience? No, but I've, I've worked with a couple of cemeteries in their uh -huh. design. But in the U.S., we're very boxy. Yeah, you know, we, we absolutely face north are. or south. But when you go to Asia, they are all in different elevations. They face differently. That yeah. is so cool. Because it's a big part of their belief is yeah. if you're buried in the right resting spot, then the good energy transcends to your descendants. But over time, the intelligence evolved. Mm -hmm. And they said, actually, this knowledge applies to Yang House Feng Shui, which is dwellings, which is our homes and our offices. Wow. I But a lot of people miss that part. You know, you just yeah. kind of catch on one thing and you think that's the truth. Well, already you're blowing my mind open <laughs> because of all the misconceptions I had. And I thought I knew a little something about feng shui, which I didn't know crap you know, about feng shui. enough to be shui. dangerous. To be dangerous. I knew yeah. enough to be dangerous. I knew about numbers meaning something, certain ways you flow and yeah. certain floor but plans. But feng shui is not even numerology. No. The numbers are attached to a particular kind of element. Okay. And that's why we make emphasis on certain numbers, but those numbers evolve with time. Because remember, energy is static. So yeah. it's not the it's same moving. all the time. Yep. Yeah. So you're saying a number that flows for me today may not work for Correct. me in 20 years. Absolutely, 100%.
Mm, yeah, I love so when that. we do feng shui, traditionally speaking, we mm-hmm. always do the bazi first. Because you, you go to Asia, there's always, you know, multi-generational people living inside the house, right? Always. Sometimes up to eight people. And we have to look at who are experiencing the most sensitivity. And those are the people we address first. Okay. So Bazi will dictate to say this person. The wife who's not sleeping. The wife is not sleeping. Where is she sleeping? Where is she spending her time? What's going on in her own energy map? Mm-hmm. Is this temporary or is this long haul? Mm-hmm. Right? The people who are doing well, we leave them alone. Okay. It's the one that are. That's not that sleeping at the, night. That need the help. That seem yes. to be having a tough day. So Bazi, is there a tool that you use or how do you read yeah. people? So we need your your birthday. Okay. But your birthday is based on the Gregorian calendar. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't operate under the Gregorian calendar. We operate under the solar calendar. So not you, even the lunar. Okay. The solar? Yeah, the sun. Yeah. Right, right. Well, there's been a lot of different uh, belief systems that follow the sun. I mean, I just immediately yeah. thought of Egypt and Ra. And yeah. But I do want to mention about the calendar, particularly when we're celebrating Chinese New Year, uh-huh. right? Every Chinese New Year, we we welcome the new energy of the year and there's different themes. But the Chinese New Year celebration is based on the lunar calendar. And it's oh, that's why you're, you're yeah, showing that's us why the it's differentiating. Wrong. Okay. Yeah, because this year we celebrated January 22nd. So you think babies born after January 22nd are born in the year of the rabbit, mm-hmm. but they're still technically in the year of the tiger. Because of the sun versus the moon? Right. Because wow. lunar calendars are only used for celebrations and public holidays. Uh-huh. It's not used for what we use it for. So out of curiosity, um, I know you sent us these images. Is this image right here one yes. that helps you basically take my birthday that's the Gregorian birthday or? No, this is a, uh, it's called a lopan. Uh, it's called a feng shui compass. Okay. So this is a device that we use to measure the, the facing direction of a property. So this is for your environment. Ah. The solar calendar is a book. Okay. Like a like so you, you literally look at my birth date in your book and to, my book to and figure I translate it, out. it. Yes. Okay. Yes. So is it in is it in some form of Chinese? It is. It's composed of 22 Chinese characters. So lucky for you you grew up in Hong Kong, so that was yeah. your first language. Yes, but I teach Bazi uh, in a formal course and I make my students learn how to write Chinese. Do you really? Of course. That's and it looks like cool. cartoon when they do it, but uh-huh. they they do it. They have to learn to recognize the Chinese okay. characters. So you teach people. So if somebody yeah. actually wants to learn under your modality, considering that you were from the Grand Master Raymond yeah. Lowe. So it's under the Raymond Lowe School of Feng Shui and Destiny. That's super That's cool. That's the certification. How long does the certification class take? Well, the of Feng course, Shui I'm thinking is about it five right now. intense days, but it's just the opening. It's just the right? opening. It's, it's a lifelong practice. It's like a language. If you don't practice, you forget it. Yeah. Well, that makes mm-hmm. sense because I speak a foreign language I'm yeah. sh- as well you yeah, do. And, yeah. and if I don't listen to Spanish, old the time like I literally have it on my on my radio I forget it if I'm not around it so that makes sense yes so you know I want to you should study because I teach a lot of realtors and architects and interior designers that actually use feng shui as a complementary tool to their profession well you know I was planning on hitting you up because (laughs) I have some floor plans that I've created for a project of mine that's near and dear to my heart 
And this is um, called Alohatopia. And I have three floor plans where I intend to teach people how to build homes themselves. Oh, nice. A little sweat equity to help, you know, with the down payment assistance and trying to help people make their homes affordable. And so I thought, like, if you just glanced at these, if you tell me, oh, Rebecca, you need to redo this whole thing right here. This isn't working for (laughs) you, girl. I'd rather know now before I pay to have them engineered. I know. Well, I'm going to stop you right there because a floor plan like this without the key data, such as the year, that it is built mm-hmm. and the feng shui compass to take the compass measurement, understanding the orientation of the building. Mm-hmm. I can't make any kind of assessment. Okay, fair yes. enough. So when I get my land selected and yes, I have it pl- planned Rebecca, out. Because Rebecca, we have 24 directions, not eight. 24 just because of you very slightly or? Well, we, we work with 360 degrees. Mm-hmm. So you have eight direct key, your cardinal directions, mm-hmm. right? And then you times three. Oh, wow. So you really get into the minutiae. So we work with 15-degree intervals when we're trying to orient. So I work with a lot of clients that are building homes. So if I wanted to have a plot of land and I say, okay, Jen, for these homes to, you know, optimize the the person's happiness on the inside, could you help me say, you know what, you probably want to have a mango this way? I need to know what year you're going to build it first. 2023. Okay. And so we already know your test is not good. I no, learned that. Yeah, yeah. And and then we have to work with the external landscape, mm-hmm. meaning where is the primary road, right? Mm-hmm. We have to take into consideration the external environment. And then I make suggestions to say, you can tell your engineer or your architect to remap it so that it's orienting at 236.5. I will, I will be hitting you up for that, girl. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. meantime, I'll just scroll past these because you showed us some really cool pictures that I want to talk about before yeah. the show's over. I'm already looking at the corner of my eye going, how did this go by so fast? I know, so much. Okay, so this was the compass for you to figure out the orientation of a house. Yes. So do you literally stand in front of it and look at it, or where are you standing Both, when you Both, but you're, you're actually technically facing away because you want to orient your body the same way as okay. the building. Um, and we have different techniques. Sometimes you have to take multiple measurements because you have interference in your environment, such as automobiles, Power lines. <gasps> and then if you're in New York, you have subways. Oh, yes. What <laughs> because I... that will pull the needle in your compass. It's the same with EMF. Yes. And so yeah. I know a lot of people are very concerned about EMF. And especially in the news right now, we're seeing a lot of toxic toxic spills happening yes. in the news today. And Awful. everybody is super upset and paranoid about it. I actually had a girlfriend As message me. <laughs> of course they should. She messaged me. And she is a little holistic. So that's probably why she messaged me. She's like, hey, how far away are you from that 10 freeway that I saw in Arizona and I'm like I'm far enough away mm-hmm. I'll be fine mm-hmm. but then there was another spill in the Midwest a couple days later They're everywhere yeah and so how you know I, I guess you don't want to get too paranoid like I'm, no. I'm going to make myself in this little cocoon of a house and never leave it because it's my sanctuary but at the same token what things are you looking for to help people with their homes making them I guess more sacred well, I mean, you can incorporate other modalities. Like I have a lot of Christian families that may be, they may bless the house, for mm-hmm. example. I have some people who incorporate Native American rituals um, to also bless the house. And so there's different things that would fit more to the preferential needs of the client. Based off of their cultural yes, beliefs. Yes, but for me, my focus is the lot itself in the immediate external environment. Okay. So I do take into consideration if across the street is a cemetery or a hospital or a police station. You know, Just because or of all the trauma or well the vibration is low 
Got it. Yeah, it's it's more yin. You know, you have a lot of sick people. You have dead people. Right? Yeah. So that's more of a yin kind of energy. So when you're when you're near, say, some yin energy yep. that's on the low side, what are things that you can incorporate into your home that might elevate the frequency inside your home? Well, this is a fun introduction of the Bagua mirror. Um, it's traditionally used. I don't know if you've seen it. It's Never like even a, heard it's, of it's it. I'm learning it's an, so much today. It's an octagon-shaped mirror. Okay. And it has all these symbols very similar to that and a mirror in the center. And that mirror is not to deflect. Do we have people, it here anywhere? Well, yeah, we have those. Sim- these are the symbols that you would find. On um, the mirror? On the Bagua mirror. You can go to any Chinese shop and find it. Spell that for me so anybody B-A-G-U-A, listening. B-A-G-U-A. Bagua. Okay, mirror. I might have to make sure it's I get like one of those. Op- yeah. And the mirror is not to deflect the bad energy. It's actually to trap the energy. So anything that you are displeased with, Mm -hmm. such as if your house is in front of a cemetery, you place the mirror facing the cemetery. And what it does is it it pulls that negative energy and it traps it in the center of the mirror under the protection of the bagua. I love it! Which is the trigrams. And you can get it anywhere pretty much? Yeah, Amazon, Chinese shop. Not, okay, an Amazon Chinese shop. That's yep. you need to get yourself. But you have one of to these. be very careful how you place it. You don't just randomly place it, and it's not meant for inside of the house. In fact, if you do that in China, people, your neighbors get offended <gasps> because they know you think they have bad energy. Oh goodness! Yeah. So if you have one, do you cover it so the neighbor doesn't no, see? No, you just don't put it. <laughs> <laughs> what if you live next door to a Karen and you you know she's got bad energy and you don't want no bad energy? Yeah. Then you just ignore. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. yeah. So we don't have to worry about the Karens. We don't want to know, but say Karen doesn't know what it means. Then is it okay to hang it? Maybe, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Okay, so what are you doing here, Jen? This is actually me teaching. Um, my The feng shui program that people go through, they have to learn the intricacy of their device, okay. which is the tool of feng shui. So that's yeah. why you blow it up really big on the wall so yes, people can see. Yes, this is my office. You know, I have the whiteboard and all. It's like traditional classroom setting. Sure. Yep. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm yeah. really interested about when you're going to have your next class. I saw on your website yes. that you had one coming up April 25th, I think That's it correct. Is. In yeah. person. I'm paying attention. I'm, I know. I'm Great trying. job. Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, so so this is where I think I was trying to get you to tell me how awesome my floor plans were, and you, you weren't right. biting. Right, I was biting. not biting. Um, so what am I looking at here, though? So this is someone's floor plan, actual okay. floor plan, and these numbers are attached to the elements, which are different energies. Okay. And we work with five elements. We don't have air. That's Western astrology. We have metal. You have metal. Okay. okay. Yeah, we have metal, water, wood, fire, and earth. Wood. So that's a new one because I've heard mm-hmm. I've heard water and, and earth, of yep. course. So yeah, yep. and and those the five elements is like the Bible of Chinese metaphysics. It's the foundational knowledge in Chinese medicine when we learn about the body, mm-hmm. our emotions, our organs, our diseases, and, and such. That's also the foundation in face reading and Wazi uh-huh. and feng shui. So I have a girlfriend who's an acupuncturist and an herbalist, and she, and it is in Chinese um, yes. medicine, and. Man, is she smart. Like, she went to school for like eight years to do this. Mm-hmm. How much education did you have to get besides your three years of following around um, Master Leonard? Yeah. Um, Raymond Lowe. Raymond Lowe, <laughs> thank you. I don't know why. I, uh, yeah. Okay. He so, might as well be Leonard. Right? <laughs> Just why not? that. Why not? Um, so, what, what 
education did you have to do behind besides that? Well, you have to remember that classical feng shui is actually very analytical. Okay. It's more analytical than intuitive. Of course, your intuition plays into it. Mm -hmm. But I always tell my clients, if you do not enjoy solving puzzles, you'll have a hard time learning feng shui. And my background was very analytical. Obviously. Because, because the whole part of this is I'm, you have to think of feng shui as like a feng shui doctor. Well, that's what I was about to environmental say. Environmental doctor. You come in and you're trying to diagnose the particular space without any subjectivity of my own, mm -hmm. right? Not It's not you're what I your, feel. It's getting your tools out. Yes, it's and not what I feel, things. what I think, or how I would live. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about the space and the people occupying that space. And so it does take, um, there isn't really a um, sort of, oh, you have five fixed years of, of knowledge. There are some people that learn it very quickly. Mm -hmm. And there's some people who learn it for 10 years and can't for the life of them do it. <laughs> oh, because they don't like solving puzzles. Yes. I'm not a puzzle solver. I'm going to be quite clear. Yes, if you're more like, then it's not going to work. <laughs> that's okay, though, because I it's know totally you now. Okay. And yes. I'll just call you, yeah. and you can tell me what yeah. feng shui and bazi I need in my life. Right. Um, and so truly, that's, that's why I brought it up, because you truly remind me of speaking with my friend Brandy, who obviously a lot of her studies must have overlapped with the studies you've also done. And, man, she has me, she looks at my tongue she tells me what herbs I need and it's really cool and I remind her she's actually become a realtor and she's more working in the holistic space mm -hmm. because she's suffered from Lyme disease and you know very cognizant about mold but I'm sure part of what she's doing and she doesn't even probably even realize she's doing this is that she's touring homes which I've toured one with her recently that was filled with mold mm -mm. it was terrible the poor woman living there was so sick um, but I'm sure she's also intuitively picking up on just of the course. energy in the space yes. as well after yes. all the years of education yes. she's had how could she not yeah I've done a lot of feng shui on haunted houses have you mm -hmm. so what do you find on the haunted houses that's kind of intriguing they always have the combination two five what the meant? number two five because number two means sickness number five means misfortune wow misfortune. now not not every combination always manifests as haunted uh -huh. um, but it is misfortune anything that you would consider as misfortune for yourself so is that in the house number no this is the abstract energy so that what we just saw on the floor plan oh, with yes. all those numbers all yes. over the place oh yeah and then the two and the five are prevalent yes. in that house. Yes, they're very strong. Ooh. And I've done courses where I just teach about haunted house. And that's the pattern. That's how you learn is the more you see the patterns, the mm -hmm. more you're one with it. So if I have a listing that's hard to sell and I think there could be haunted, is that a service that you provide that you I've come? done that for clients uh -huh. that um, maybe they have a difficult house uh -huh. that they can't sell. They will hire me to do sort of a preliminary high-level feng shui review and that's why a lot of my realtors end up hiring me. They would hire me, not their clients. Yeah. Because they're trying to help their clients. Yeah, and their clients uh, and might then think we they're can crazy. Do yes, and we can do certain things to make adjustments. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, I see But that that's also based on the bonzi of the person. Maybe it's not the right time for the person to sell. That could be it, too. Yeah. And then that's something that you analyze as you're yes, all reading the time. them. So I never do ba feng shui without bazi. Okay, so you have to have the subject. So if it's a haunted house, is it just that you do the bazi for the person who's occupying it at yes. the time? Yes, uh -huh. makes sense. They're experiencing something ominous. I had no idea I was going to learn so much cool and stuff it's from you today. And it's usually the person who is very energetically sensitive. That's yeah. the one that's agitated by the spirit. I, well, I'm sure because they can feel it. They yeah. can pick it up, and, and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've run out of time. I don't. I, I could I, I could keep you here all day. I know. I could totally <laughs> keep you. So you're definitely going to have to come back. 
But is there any final thoughts? Because I know you have your retreat coming up on April 25th. Yes. People can go to your website at Feng Shui by Jen to find you and get registered for it. Are there any other classes or any other things that you're doing that you'd like to share? Yeah, so I'm doing, I do a lot of community events. It's complimentary, it's free. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so I have one coming up March 4th, Saturday. It's a free introduction to classical feng shui. It's uh -huh. over Zoom, or you can come out to my office in Old Town Scottsdale and just learn a little bit more in depth what this is. Ooh. If you're interested in March just- March 4th is right around the corner, Jen. Yes, it is in a couple weeks. <clears throat> um, and you know, if it's something that you're interested in diving deeper, uh -huh. uh, I'm also on Instagram at Feng Shui by Jen and I do a lot of tips and I love and all I your talk about the monthly energy so we're kind of staying on top of the monthly energy to ah. say what's the forecast how do I prepare what do I need to do is that on a YouTube channel or just That's on your on website Instagram. on Instagram mm -hmm. okay so I'm gonna yeah. definitely check out your Instagram I did not do that yeah. yet I was super impressed with your website even though you don't seem to be <laughs> I these <don't> days love it. <laughs> But I but found thank you. so much interesting stuff about you and your events and you have a shop and a blog and all I can tell you guys is consistency, consistency matters at the business. Yes. Very impressed with you that I'm still thank in touch you. with you after a decade and um, that just seriously speaks to your business prowess and I love that you're sharing with anybody and everybody who wants to learn about classical feng shui and I learned so much today. Bazi. Who knew? I had no idea. So we will definitely have you back again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's I'm, nice to be here. I'm so excited to have you look at my floor plans. Oh my gosh, you guys, that went way too fast. Uh, Feng Shui by Jen, she's legit. And I could have her back. Like we talked about having her back to debunk all things Feng Shui, like the red door thing. Is that true or not? And then we we're talking about Bozzy. We we're talking about giving me my own reading on, on camera. Like. She'll be back again, but in the meantime, she's got March 4th class coming up. She has a retreat on April 25th. If you go to her website at Feng Shui by Jen, you can learn things, all things Jen. And then it sounds like she's got some really cool stuff on her Instagram. So I'm gonna go check it out. You guys should too. Hope you enjoyed the show. What a great show. And thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day